Hi guys, I'm back. I know you guys missed me. I missed you guys too so so much. If this is your first time of joining us, welcome. We are so glad to have you join this amazing family. And if this is not your first time, you know the drill. Subscribe, rate, drop a review, and tag me at underscore your faith alex and at the underscore back of your mind pod on instagram and on facebook now sit back relax as we embark on this amazing journey together Welcome back! It's still the back of your mind with your favorite podcaster, Alex. I hope you guys had an amazing week. And if you didn't have an amazing week, I hope that your weekends will be better, darlings. I, for one, had an amazing week, an eventful one for that matter. Met some pretty interesting people and I had some amazing conversations with some amazing, amazing individuals. Now, speaking of events, have you ever been in a life-threatening situation? That scared the hell out of you. I mean, a situation where you almost lost your life. And months or years after that thing happened, you find yourself avoiding anything or anywhere or anybody that will remind you of that life-threatening situation. Now, that feeling is what we call trauma. And if that feeling should last for a month or more than a month, it could be PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. Like the name entails, post-traumatic stress disorder is developed after a trauma, meaning that you could have PTSD, you could develop PTSD rather after you've gone through a life-threatening situation or a life-threatening event. Now, the event, the trauma could either be direct, it could be one that you witnessed, and it could be one that was shared with you by someone, meaning that probably someone went through it and the person was sharing their stories with you these things could leave you those stories can actually leave you traumatized so it could be a trauma that you experience directly or a trauma that you witnessed happen to somebody or a trauma that someone else went through and was sharing their stories with you and after they shared their stories with you just find out that you were left traumatized now here's what happens in the brain when you're faced with danger so the body has what we call the stress response system which is known as the as the fight flight and freeze response now what happens when you are in an unsafe situation is that your amygdala rather which is the part of the brain that is responsible for detecting threat would set your stress detector into motion and the body would release adrenaline and other stress hormones now thinking about this and talking about this now i'm sure that we'll be remembering times in our lives where we found ourselves in situations where probably we're in harm's way and we either just froze or we just took to our heels without even thinking or you were just um so scared that you found yourself trying to fight your way out of that situation now at that moment what was actually happening was that your stress response system was functioning now i'm sure those of you that watch horror movies or love horror movies like me would understand better now why 
some characters in in those movies act the way they act when they come face to face with danger because we'd always would always see them like sometimes stand in a particular position and just scream or try to run and fall down or try to fight their way out of it and the reactions we always give is like there is no way no freaking way i would find myself in such such a situation and i'll stand in the place i would take to my heels or there is no freaking way i'm going to try to face this kind of crazy danger i'm going to run now you understand that if that is how the stress response system works it is either you freeze you run or you try to fight your way out of it so when you see characters like that in those kind of movies standing in the place and screaming at that moment what their stress response system is telling the brain to do is guy you cannot run you're in this position you're in this situation but you want to run but you cannot run so that is your stress response system functioning at that time now let's talk about the hippocampus hippocampus you can't forget this sounds like hippopotamus <laughs> all right so the hippocampus is the part of the brain that is responsible for converting your short-term memories into long-term memories now let me say this in layman terms it means that it helps you to remember stuff that is the part of the brain that helps you remember things that have happened in the past or remember things that just happened now like years or months after that particular thing has happened now an example is um, in this situation is that it helps you to remember when and where the danger happened or the source of that um, accident that trauma or that danger now I would like to use the example of children there is something about children and flashy things if you turn on the lights around children they're always so fascinated about it they would want to touch it they want to go around it so imagine lighting a candle close to a baby or close to a toddler that child will always want to go and touch it and always tell the child it's going to burn it's going to burn it and some people will tell you don't worry let the child touch the touch it and you'll see what will happen and you'll see that when that child touches the fire what happens it burns the child and the child realizes that okay the feeling that this thing gave me was not a pleasant one and the child runs away from it light a candle like days later or the next day and take it close to that child you would notice that the child would run away from it why because at that moment the hippocampus is reminding the child that helping the child remember that this was what you touched yesterday that gave you that unpleasant feeling so do not go close to it again so the child would run away from that thing now these parts of the brains that i just mentioned the amygdala and the hippocampus now there's also the prefrontal cortex which we'll talk about as we go on now the amygdala and the hippocampus like i mentioned earlier they carry out these functions normally so it is the job of the one of the functions of the amygdala is to actually set your stress response system into motion one of the 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 roles that the hippocampus plays in the brain is to help turn your short-term memories into long-term memories now in the brain of someone who has ptsd the stress response system does not know when to shut itself off so when you're in danger now let's go back to the amygdala remember i said that when you are in danger your stress response system is going to be set into motion now what happens when you leave the area where that dangerous thing is happening you find that you're, you you feel calm and you don't feel like you should always look over your shoulder because you know that you're not in harm's way anymore. 
or for someone who has PTSD, even long after the event has happened, they would still feel like they should always look over their shoulders and they should be scared and they should be worried. And this is because the stress response system does not know how to shut itself off. And that is why whenever they are around things that reminds them of the trauma that they had experienced, the hippocampus would automatically believe that you are in danger and it will send a message to the amygdala which sets the stress response system into motion and it will trigger any of these three responses. So you would either try to fight your way out of it, you would either try to run or you would either just freeze. So imagine someone who has been who had been involved in a car accident. Let's say that what reminds the person of that trauma could probably be the sound of a car horn and the person is the person stays close to the road. The person might be inside his or her house, nowhere close to the road and just hear the sound of a car horn outside. This could set the person's stress response system into motion, making the person believe that you're in danger and that accident is about to happen again and that person would react the way the person reacted when it happened the first time. The person would either try to run, try to fight their way out of it or just freeze. Now remember I spoke about the prefrontal cortex earlier and I said that for someone who has PTSD, the brain does not know how to shut the stress response system off. Now the prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain that is responsible for shutting the stress response system off. It carries out other responsibilities actually. It's in charge, it's the one, it's the part of the brain that helps you with short-term memories, helps you with personality expressions and decision making and all that. But one of the duties or one of the functions of the prefrontal cortex in the brain is to help you switch off the stress response system. And like I said earlier, these parts of the brain don't function the way they should for someone who has PTSD. So when your prefrontal cortex is so confused, it doesn't know when to shut your, your, your stress response system off because it's always going, it's always, your, your stress response system is working at a rate it shouldn't be working at because every time you're around something that reminds you of that trauma, it, it goes off, it, your stress response system just kicks in. So that could be a problem for your prefrontal cortex to always try to shut it down and hence the whole confusion in the brain. So people who have um, PTSD, you would always, they would always have intrusive thoughts or re-experiencing symptoms like flashbacks, dreams and so on. And that is why you would see them not being able to sleep so well at night because every time they close their eyes, they tend to remember that event and they feel like they're always in harm's way so they can't sleep well at night because they keep remembering and they keep having nightmares about that kind of those events now an example is a soldier who went to war the terrible things that such a person must have experienced will make it so difficult for them to sleep at night because they would always remember those things and they would always have nightmares about those things now another symptom is the avoidance symptom that this is said to be the most common symptom now what is the avoidance symptom the avoidance symptom is um them not wanting to be around anything that reminds them of that trauma be it a person be it um, an object be it it could be the smell of something they avoid anything or anywhere that could remind them of such a of of what have what have what had happened 
to them and that is why you would see people like this not wanting to go out they could avoid large crowd if the trauma involved large crowd they could avoid large body of water for someone who had almost drowned and ended up having ptsd because of that experience the person could could um, avoid water large body of water and person could avoid road the road generally for somebody who has been who had been involved in um, a car accident the person could actually avoid driving for somebody who had been involved in a car accident it might not necessarily be that the person had an accident it could probably be that a person actually ran somebody over while trying to learn how to drive or while driving and the person would avoid avoid cars or anything that involves them driving any automobile at all that is avoidance symptom now another symptom is the reactive symptom here you see them always being scared you would see them getting angry easily you see them having sleepless nights and you see them feeling depressed definitely not being able to not having your life back like not being able to do things that you do normally hanging out with friends hanging out with family family members hanging out with loved ones going out having fun you can't do those things because whenever you step into those kind of atmosphere you feel like you're in harm's way and you feel so unsafe so you prefer to be in your house where you feel like you're safe and not want to like associate with people not want to not want to be where large crowds would be so it's like you're losing your life and that could lead to anger you're angry that could lead to depression fear you're always scared that it's going to happen again you're always worried what if it happens again sleeplessness you can't sleep you're always having flashbacks you're always having nightmares about the event so these are symptoms that someone who has ptsd could experience now you could experience all three symptoms when a trauma happens to you and it will be normal because no you're traumatized you would experience things like this but when these symptoms consistently occur for a month then it's advisable that you see a therapist because it could be that you're you've developed ptsd but i personally would advise that you do not wait until these symptoms occur before you go to see a therapist i would advise that the moment the trauma happens the moment the trauma takes place go see a therapist immediately so no don't wait do not wait until a month after the trauma has happened before you see a therapist see a therapist immediately you've gone through the trauma i know i've been talking about accidents i'm talking about i use the example of an accident i use the example of a soldier going out to war but other things can actually cause uh, ptsd for someone it could be someone who was sexually harassed probably the person was raped or the person was sexually molested by someone it doesn't necessarily have to be like an accident accident it could be sexual harassment it could be experiencing the the death of a loved one so when you experience things like this and you notice that you're traumatized about them see a therapist see a counselor and talk to them and another thing you can do especially for people who are experiencing symptoms like um, intrusive thoughts you need you can get a companion animal now this could be a dog it could be a cat i am a cat lover so i'll probably get the cat so it could be a dog it could be a cat and these animals stay around you they stay with you probably close to your bed when you're asleep and what they do for the individual is to help make the individual feel safe and feel um, relaxed and calm they would sleep better because they feel like oh nothing can happen nothing can harm them at that moment because they have that animal around them so yeah 
don't wait until a month before you see a therapist thank you guys thank you guys thank you guys you're amazing now if you found this content insightful if you found it helpful in any way at all do remember do remember to subscribe rate and drop a review and tag me at underscore your fave alex and at the underscore back of your mind pod on instagram and on facebook and also remember to follow me on ig ladies and gentlemen at underscore your faith alex and at the underscore back of your mind pod and on facebook it is the back of your mind remember this do not forget you guys are amazing have an amazing weekend Thank you.